Gussie was the kind of woman who'd get dressed up every week for church in her most elegant, tailored outfits. But for the Easter service, Gussie would outdo herself. She'd get gussied up in the most extraordinary Easter bonnets, kind of like Mary is wearing today, and often bedecked with fresh flowers. At her northern Washington UU congregation, in which most people wore Patagonia jackets and hiking shoes to church, this was actually quite unusual. So Gussie was renowned for bringing particular beauty, style, and color to every service. She'd had a difficult life filled with challenges, yet each Easter she rose above the struggle to remember with great aplomb life's beauty and joy. She was a living embodiment of the capacity to overcome difficulties and still find joy, beauty, and love. In fact, this left such an impression on the congregation that when Gussie passed away in her late 90s, just a few weeks before Easter, members felt that they just couldn't have an Easter service without Gussie's signature presence. But then they realized they could carry on her legacy, and they felt sure she would want them to do that. It didn't need to end with her passing. So one by one, people began finding and wearing beautiful, dazzling Easter bonnets, some even crowned with flowers to the Easter service. And now, every year at this time, Gussie's memory lives on in the congregation by everyone wearing beautiful hats. People of all genders, people who didn't even know Gussie, they all get gussied up with Easter bonnets of different shapes and sizes, reminding them of her joy, her zest for life, and her resilience. What will you do with your one wild and precious life, Mary Oliver asks us. Perhaps that's what Easter is all about. It's a reminder that death isn't final, but that our spirits live on through the memories and legacies we leave. Jesus left a legacy of love and justice for all. Despite his torturous death on the cross at the hands of Roman authorities, his courageous and righteous spirit lived on. And his resurrection, whether you believe in it literally or not, showed that our spirits, our legacies, continue after our death. Now we all go through cycles of birth, of becoming, living, suffering, death, and then resurrection of some kind. Just like Gussie's hat legacy lived long after her passing, Jesus's impact and message have lived on for millennia after his death. Likewise, the Buddha's death didn't mean the end of his influence. Indeed, like Jesus and many other fully embodied beings, his impact has been so much greater after his death. Nor did the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. on this very day in 1968 mean the end of his influence. 
Many of life's greatest leaders and shapers of society continue to influence us well beyond their lives. Their spirits and legacies live on because they embodied fully and uniquely who they were. I think about many of the beloved members of Chalice who passed away, whose memories continue to live strongly in our hearts, minds, and congregation. In fact, we have Joy's beautiful corner here where she played and many of our other children get to play. Their lives still impact us beyond their deaths. And to me, that is a form of resurrection, a kind of eternal life. What will you do with your one wild and precious life? If your legacy and the core of who you are on this earth continues beyond your death, what do you want to be remembered for? How do you want your spirit to be resurrected? What essence or legacy do you want people to remember long after you're gone? And as you can see from Gussie's example, it doesn't have to be something major or profound. Her bonnets were a symbol of joy and beauty in the face of challenges. Similarly, it could be your smile that lights up a room or a Zoom room. Or it could be your contagious laugh that touches people. Matt Chapa, I hope you're here. Or it could be the way you offer caring to others. As we begin our month exploring the theme of becoming, we get to ask ourselves who we want to become. We continue becoming throughout our lives, no matter how old we are. In fact, some of you shared with me just this week how you are transforming and becoming someone you hardly recognize, even in your 70s and 80s. Indeed, each cell in our body renews itself every seven years. So who do you want to become in the next seven years? Jesus taught us to become who we are born to be by fearlessly living his values and his call to love. In spite of ridicule, danger and torture, Jesus continued to bring his message to this planet because that was who he was born to be on this earth. That was his legacy, his message. What will you do with your one wild and precious life? How do we become all we are born to be? Now, it's all very well to say that, but how do we really know? All of life participates in a cycle of birth, becoming, expansion, contraction, and dissolution. All of life. And for most, that cycle is effortless. It just happens. So won't you join me for a moment in a meditation that may help us drop more deeply into the sense of life's continued cycles. You may wish to get comfortable wherever you are. Take whatever time you need to settle in and notice the ground beneath you supporting you. And feel free to close your eyes if you like so you can drop more deeply into this meditation. And then gently become aware of the flow of your natural breath and the simple rise 
and fall of your belly or your chest as you continue to breathe. From the moment we're born until our very last breath, our bodies breathe. Feel your aliveness here on this earth at this time through the expansion and contraction of your breath. Can you hear the sound of your breath? Can you feel its warmth or coolness just below your nostrils? Continue to let your body breathe for you, which it's been doing since the moment you arrived on this earth. Breathing in, breathing out. Notice the cycle of each breath. Each breath has a moment of birth that arises out of stillness at the end of the out breath. And then it expands to the top of the inhale till it reaches the point where it transforms into the out breath. And then your body contracts at the end of the out breath until it dissolves completely and the cycle begins again. See if you can notice the cycle of birth, expansion, then contraction and dissolving. And now you might become aware of your heartbeat. It too has a similar rhythm. And all of this is happening without any effort on your part. This rhythm is intrinsic to all of life. From the tiniest bacteria to the circadian rhythms of all life, to the pulses of the planet, the ebb and flow of the tides, the cycles of night and day and the seasons. From the moment we're born to the time we die, we're entwined in these effortless rhythms of life. Take a moment to feel the awe of this miraculous existence. Even the universe itself has been pulsating with these rhythms coming from stillness, nothingness, and then some 15 billion years being in a state of expansion and becoming. And scientists postulate that at some time the universe will cease expanding and begin its cycle of contraction and eventually dissolve back into the stillness from which it came. Birth, expansion, contraction and dissolving is the effortless dance of life happening on every level of existence, moment by moment. So now you may wish to ask yourself, who am I becoming in my expansion? Who am I? And just listen and see what comes to you. There's no right answer. There's just this moment of you alive on this planet. Who am I becoming? Who am I? Now take another deep breath. 
And I invite you to gently wiggle your toes and fingers. And when you're ready, you may gradually open your eyes slowly. I invite you to continue to be aware of your breath, of your belly and chest expanding and contracting. And if you wish, I'll give you a moment to write down privately any insights that you may have gotten from that meditation. Just this week, I found some old seed packets for a variety of flowers in my garden shed. Each seed packet had different size dried seeds that when put into the ground and watered go through the magnificent cycle of rebirth, expansion, contraction and dissolving. So I planted a variety of these seedlings in the dark earth and watered them, allowing them to incubate and grow and I can't wait to see what kinds of flowers they turn into. Over time with sunlight and water, they'll take shape and emerge, radiating their unique colors and life form. And they'll bless us with their beauty for a while. And then once they blossomed and emanated their unique colors and shapes, their petals will begin to fall off. And eventually the entire flower will dissolve back into the earth from which it came. In fact, many of the flowers in our gardens and even around here seemingly appear from nowhere each year, having been dormant for the winter. And then they resurrect in the spring. Things that seemed dead and gone keep returning. Resurrection is all around us. Just look. We can see it everywhere right now during this effulgent spring. Flowers are blooming, birds are building nests. In fact, I had to rescue one this week that had fallen from its high perch. And life is springing anew all around us. All we have to do is notice this emergence, this becoming and realize that it too is happening within us all the time. As is the contraction and dissolution. These reliable rhythms of life. I invite us to learn from that simplicity and ask ourselves, who are we born to be while we are here? What is our essence? What is our intrinsic seed that cannot help but grow into the unique, beautiful expression of who we are? Can we strip away all the ways in which we adapt and contort ourselves because of outside influences so that we can fully flower into who we are meant to be? Now, perhaps it's hard for us to discern that about ourselves. So we may want to ask others in our lives if they can reflect back to us the core essence of who we are in their eyes, how we touch them, for the better. And here's another clue. The essence of who you are feels sacred. It's the way you impact and serve others. How do you touch others' lives? Do you make them smile? Or do you help them grow into their higher selves? Do you show extraordinary compassion? Do you help feed or clothe them? 
like Judy shared earlier? Do you touch them through your artistry, your music or art, poetry or stories? Are you an advocate or social justice champion? Or are you the hug that everyone needs, especially right now? How you touch and move others is the core of your service in our beautiful interconnected web of existence. So there's another way to get clearer about our essence and that is through silence. Drop into the silence of the universe, just like Jesus did the night before he was crucified. When he told his disciples to go away and he prayed and meditated. In that same way, you can reconnect with your deepest inner self. It's in the silence, whether it's in meditation or prayer or being out in nature, gardening or communing with trees or sitting quietly by candlelight, that we're able to glimpse the core of who we are beyond our external habits, our personality and reactions. In an excerpt from the poet Steve Garnus Holmes's poem, Unfolding Light, he says, only in the wilderness of your aloneness can you become who you are. There and in the press of the world's need. Let me say that again. Only in the wilderness of your aloneness can you become who you are. There and in the press of the world's need. My friends, bring to mind for a moment a stringed musical instrument. It needs to be tuned each time so that it can play its song as beautifully as it's able. And you need to tune it in silence, ideally, before you play it. It can't be tuned easily while you're playing it. Similarly, we need to tune ourselves every day in silence so that we can play the beautiful music that we're born to play. When we're busy and rushing from one thing to another, it's hard to hear the music of our essence. So silence is a way to uncover the true melody of who you're born to be on this earth. My friends, our lives don't end with our death. Death is not the end of the story. Our spirits are resurrected among us, just like Jesus and Gussie's were, through becoming who we are born to be and touching others' lives in the process. Listen in the silence. Open yourselves to the messages of nature and the reflections of others. Listen for the call in your heart where you might serve the world. Tune your instrument so you can play the beautiful music only you can play. The memories of who we are and what we become live on. So what do you want your legacy to be? Before we close, I have to return to the extraordinary poet Mary Oliver because she listened deeply and graced us with exactly who she was born to be. So here's her whole exquisite poem, The Summer Day. 
Who made the world? Who made the swan and the black bear? Who made the grasshopper? This grasshopper, I mean, the one who has flung herself out of the grass, the one who is eating sugar out of my hand, who's moving her jaws back and forth instead of up and down, who is gazing around her with her enormous and complicated eyes. Now she lifts her pale forearms and thoroughly washes her face. And now she snaps her wings open and floats away. I don't know exactly what prayer is. I do know how to pay attention, how to fall down into the grass, how to kneel in the grass, how to be idle and blessed how to stroll through the fields, which is what I've been doing all day. Tell me, what else should I have done? Doesn't everything die at last and too soon? Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? My beloveds, to remind us of the beauty of our one wild and precious life, to encourage us to become who we are and to celebrate our annual flower communion together, we're gonna to be sharing with each of you today some special flower power. Chalice has been celebrating the UU tradition of flower communion annually since 1971. So this year actually marks our 50th anniversary but to keep everyone safe in the midst of COVID, we're gonna be celebrating it in a slightly different way today than usual, ever becoming, without sharing live flowers. Instead, you're gonna be receiving a very special gift, which is, in its unfolding will remind you of who you are. Everyone is going to receive seed paper embedded with wildflower seeds at our drive-through after the service today. And all you need to do is put the seed paper in a pot of earth or out into your garden and water it. And over time, watch to see flowers of different colors, shapes and sizes emerge. I invite you to let the flowers remind you of the unique seedling that you are and allow yourself to blossom in this world. Who are you becoming? What delights are you meant to bring to this earth that only you can? Listen in the silence. Listen to the rhythms of the earth and all of life and let it be revealed to you. And if you're unable to come today or live far away, please let us know your current address by emailing admin at chaliceuu.org and we'll mail you the seed paper so you too can participate in this precious communion. Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? I look forward to hearing. Blessed be.